Hello, and welcome to the latest episode of Digital Health Unfiltered. Uh, I'm Siddhartha Srivastava, of course, joined by Nick Jeans. Well, hi, Nick. Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of Digital Health Unfiltered. Nick, um, you and I are generally very bullish on innovation and the incremental ways in which our industry is changing. But every once in a while, it's kind of good to look back at some areas that looked so, so, so promising, but just not have had much noise lately. Um, Remember medication adherence? Like how? Uh, Yes. (laughs) How digital health apps like focused on medication adherence were going to save the industry billions of dollars. You know, I had to take a long walk down memory lane and I found an article, gosh, back from 2009, like a... Uh, New England Healthcare Institute, NEIH report, um, you know, which kind of was instrumental and used in a lot of other sort of studies as well, that it found that not taking medications as prescribed leads to poorer health, more frequent hospitalization, higher risk of death, and and as much as $290 annually in increased medical costs. That kind of led to many in the industry to, to focus on this area. Yeah, that's more than more than a drop in the bucket. That's <laughs> yeah, definitely it. So clearly good to get people's attention. So, you know, can say that this was not a uh, uh, something worth chasing after. And people did chase, you know, according to one of the websites I was looking at, Traxin, uh, which popped up on one of my Google searches, it claims that globally there are 578 medication adherence companies. Uh, there's a, another company, a Vienna-based startup called Stardust. They said that there are 837 medication adherence companies that are out there. Just companies, not even are digital-based companies. Wow, that is a lot of medication adherence companies. <laughs> but look, it, it makes sense that there is so much interest in in this field. Um, it, it really did feel like something was slipping through the cracks, and and people were focused. Uh, Going back 10, 15 years, there was a lot of interest in, uh, you know, population health and public health and and uh, and medication adherence seemed like low-lying fruit. It seemed like something that we could do digitally, you know, uh, with phones and more user-friendly computers and so forth that could help get the job done. You're right. We're just not hearing that much noise about it anymore. The stats are, are that, you know... Uh, significant fraction of Americans are already on at least one medication. I think it's, uh, you know, close to half of Americans take at least one medication. And other other surveys have shown that, you know, 30 to 50% of medications are missed. And, and look, it's because so many of the pills that we take are, are for these long-term chronic conditions that we, we might not necessarily feel better when we take these pills. We're simply you know, lowering our risk of bad outcomes years from now. So it, psychologically, you're just not you know, taking the pills as a chore and you're not necessarily seeing that benefit. Uh, so it kind of makes sense that people just sort of let it fall by the wayside. But look, there were real incentives um, with the birth of uh, accountable care organizations to you know encourage patients to manage their chronic conditions better. And so you'd think that digital tools would, would be kind of a slam dunk uh, but uh, I guess that just wasn't the case. <laughs> I, I, I agree. You know, you're right. Um, this is not a trivial problem. I was um, in preparation for this discussion, you know, 
also found another article aptly titled Medication Adherence, Pharma's $637 billion opportunity. So, and in that, there were clearly some, some big areas that were worth resolving. I mean, you know, you were talking about like people who had, um, who weren't taking medication because of that, you know, they had uh, long-term issues that would pop up, you know, sicknesses that would come back again, uh, chronic conditions that kept manifesting. They also talked about a lot of the reasons behind it, forgetfulness being a big sort of reason for that. So, so clearly there's, there's reasons why, you know, this is a, a problem worth solving. But then, you know, back into our sort of little bubble of uh, digital health areas, you know, there was a lot of money companies that jumped into it. And I don't want to sort of blame them for jumping into it. I'm, I'm sure they were chasing something. But, you know, if you look at, gosh, if you go back three, five, seven years of even just a smattering of the companies that we looked at, there was J&J Labs's uh, Care for Today. It was an app that people wanted to use for people with significant mental illnesses. They had a medication adherence aspect to it. Uh, you know, when you look around, you know, you see that there have been a ton of updates to the app and there is a pro 2.0 version, but the product itself hasn't evolved that much. You know, it's something in a different package. There was this pill bottle company. I loved, loved it called Adhere Tech. Um, You know, and I mean, I, gosh, I've done so many talks just about the promise of Adhere Tech, pill bottle, the pill activation, yeah, yeah. So I, I remember this, and and you're making a, a good distinction. There are just simple reminder apps where you program it with your prescriptions, or maybe it even abstracts your extracts your pharmacy data, your prescription data from your EHR, and then like you know prompts you on your phone. But then these actual physical devices that could remind you to you know like you leave the pill bottle in an area where you can see it and it starts blinking when it's time for you to take it or it starts buzzing and when you open the pill bottle like the case with that here tech it signals to your care team that yep this this patient has opened their pill bottle they've probably taken a medication and, and now they've closed it again and, and they're on they're on track and if if your care team sees that you're not opening your pill bottle they're gonna they're gonna reach out and call you yeah, that, that was that was cool technology. I remember Adhere Tech was cellular based, yeah. so that you wouldn't have to even futz with the Wi-Fi and try to get it on your network. You, it was just you just have to worry that the battery would die after six months or something like that. Agree, just a brilliant model, and you know. But again, if you look at where they are right now, I mean, there's some articles they pushed out in uh, October 2021. They seem to have like updated leadership. But, you know, they raised their last round in 2018. I think they were planning to do a lot more manufacturing to bring the cost of the bottles down. So just don't know where that stood. Medisafe was another company that I really, really loved them. And I think they are still standing out of the pack because there's um, like more recently, I saw that they have a Series C round with big names like Sanofi, Seven Wires and et cetera. So so clearly, was, some people was, are surviving in this yeah, land. Refresh, refresh my memory because there was three categories, like I remember. There was the, the apps, there was the pill bottles, and like Pillsy was one of them, and Adhere Tech. And then there were these like big contraptions. And I think, was MediSafe one of these contraptions where you take all your pills and you take them out of the bottle and you put them in these little cartridges or containers, and then MediSafe would say like, oh, it's three o'clock, it's time for the pill in this compartment and then it's five o'clock now it's time for this other pill was that there was that there? actually no um so this, uh, 
But, but I'm glad that we didn't even cover those trays <laughs> because, you know, I mean, you can go into CVS and buy one of those like simple trays and like load it up yourself. And these companies were coming in. There were so many startups where they were like, we will pre-fill the tray. Yeah. And then pretty soon they realized like, okay, you pre-fill the tray for a month and then the doctor changed the medication or maybe one medication out of the six that are in the trays, mm-hmm. like two weeks in because Mrs. Jones was having an adverse reaction to it. And then what do you do with the tray? Like you're back to those pop-up things that my even my yeah. mom uses at like yeah. age of 82 years. This one though was an app. Um, uh, I think early on their interface was really good. Their reminders, their ability to click and say, yep, I took the medication was pretty smart. They were one of the first few that had a very large directory of actual medications that you could look at. It had pictures associated with it. So if you were taking multiple multiple medications, you could, you know, look at and say, oh, this is generally a white pill versus a pink pill or a green pill and so on. So I, I found their user interface pretty interesting. Again, from a application perspective, it was, you know, they still fell in the medication adherence bucket. Um, so they were kind of subject to the industry trends there. But I like them a lot. And it looks like at least some people with big money think same. Okay. Well, that's uh, you're, you're really taking me down uh, memory lane. And I, I'm glad we got to mention Pillsy, which was like sort of the more affordable, but a little bit, uh, uh, it was like at here tech, uh, less expensive per bottle. Uh, but uh, you think you needed to set it up on your Wi-Fi to get the benefit of the, opening the pill bottle. Exactly. Yeah. Now, you know, and, and as our audience is sort of listening to it, you know, and, I mean, we're all digital health geeks uh, that 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 kind of tune in here. You know, I'd, I'd want us to sort of really think about, like, are these some companies that fell into the trap of, you know, small ideas looking to capitalize on a digital health wave or... Um, or, or was there something really behind it? You know, and I want our, our audience to know that you know we're not just cherry picking the data that is out there. You know, like Nick and I try to keep a pulse on the market. So if you look at the market, there's a lot of mental health companies, chatbots, but just no medication adherence. Like there's no new company. So when you look at that kind of information, it just gives you pause, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to say also uh, before we move on that uh, wealth is still around, and I think they're doing okay. Uh, and that's Wealth, W-E-L-L-T-H. And they were more than just an app, a medication adherence app. They really tried to be like a, a behavioral economics model uh, and uh, use the principle of loss aversion to kind of get some skin in the game and get the patient to say like, oh, if I take my medication every day for the first couple months, then I will get a financial reward and then I will build this habit and it will kind of persist. And they had good data uh, that it was actually a successful model. Yeah. But yeah, was it was it medication sure. adherence or was it like some some kind of uh, coaching and, and behavioral uh, initiative? But yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. Wealth was a very creative model. I think uh, I don't think I paid a lot of attention to my economics classes uh, in grad school, but the loss aversion theory is something that I was reminded of, and was um, just uh, just a good way to just use that. Yeah, but look what. I guess what what we're kind of getting at, though, is we haven't seen a digital health medication adherence 
like unicorn. There hasn't been like a breakout star like there have been with so many other kind of aspects of digital health uh, that are just racking up like billions in VC funding and, you know, going public or whatever. Um, and I'm reminded of a famous, maybe it's uh, apocryphal or something, but when Dropbox went to Apple, <laughs> when the, the, the creators of Dropbox, uh, you know, met Steve Jobs uh, and they gave their pitch and Steve Jobs sort of like a uh, very perceptive guy says, you know, the problem with Dropbox is you're not really a product, you're a feature. <laughs> and uh, it's sort of like, and, and Dropbox, you know, famously disagreed and they continue to try to uh, push their apps down my <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I, in, in a way, I, I wish it was just part of the operating system and not uh, not necessarily like a standalone operated thing. But um, maybe medication adherence it, it just should be a part of your uh, insurance plan, or should be uh, you know an add on to your your doctor's uh, appointment, your your patient portal, something like that, instead of like a standalone, a separate product where you've got to upload data and interact with with some kind of interface it's too easy when you, when you talk about 800 different medication adherence apps, it's like, it's too easy. There's going to be so much competition. There's always going to be a cheaper version out there trying to undercut. I don't know. And, and maybe uh, the truth is that, uh, you know, like the, with so many different apps out there, uh, so many solutions, like there, there just wasn't one of them that ever made that much of a big difference. Uh, and so they couldn't accumulate the evidence and they couldn't, uh, you know, sell the, make, make the pitch to, uh, to patients or to, uh, healthcare plans. Yeah, no, I, I, I know. I'm, I, I agree. I mean, it does seem very disjoint only to focus on one thing, you know, to sort of your Steve Jobs reference, because you and I always talk about the continuum of health. It is a sliding scale to, to just have a solution plopped in the middle without a link to anything before it or after it or understanding what else is a patient dealing with just seems like too much of a burden for the patient to like remember. You know, I would, I would love to see an app where metadherence is not just an isolated thing, but it's part of the entire suite of offerings. Um, frankly, similar to what a lot of pop health programs are doing with the human interventions, the digital interventions and everything sort of combined. You know, and there are things that digital health apps can certainly help with, like reminders if people forget to take their meds, but there are more challenging things out there. Um, I mean, the articles sort of talk about and studies talk about people don't take medications because they're afraid of side effects. Um, an app can't nudge you if you're concerned about the side effects of a medication. Only a nurse or a doctor can actually, you know, give you the details and, and speak to you and understand your background to help them weigh the cost and benefit. So that's that. And, you know, as, as our audience is listening through it, you know, one of the reasons why we felt interested in talking about medication adherence is because digital health is, has gone through a pretty good trajectory. Now, everybody and their uncle is talking about digital health. Um, and back in the day, eight, seven, 10 years ago, you know, a lot of the cool new fancy ideas were coming up and just chasing these, these things. But we haven't come out of the woods. I mean, there's still a huge trajectory where transformation can happen. And we, we would love for each of you to, as you're listening through it, to think what are the other shiny toys that you're seeing right now that may fall into the same trap as medication adherence fell into. So I'll, I'll, I'll pause there, Nick. Okay. Well, I'm just wondering 
if there was a medication adherence unicorn, if there was this big, huge company that everyone kind of referred to and said, ah, that's our medication adherence uh, go-to solution, who would be the celebrity spokesperson for that? <laughs> they were they were going to advertise in the Super Bowl. Who, you know, this is my recurring feature that I, I maybe I'm uh, uh, silly to kind of uh, mention, but I, I, I sort of wonder about this because there's so few digital health apps that have kind of reached that level. Do you have any takers? Well, since you mentioned Super Bowl, I think, you know, I, the one thing I remember is Clint Eastwood ads. Like every year he's got some ad where he's, you know, he's got that serious voice. He's, uh, you know, he, he speaks to things. So I'll, I'll, I'll vote for Clint Eastwood. Like, you know, wow. Oh, do you could do a whole, like, do you feel lucky? You know, are you going to skip that medication? Do you feel lucky? I don't know. That's, uh, that was one of his catchphrases. I was going down the, again, another star from the mid 20th century, the uh, Julie Andrews and, and Mary Poppins, oh, yeah. like sp- spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. But uh, I don't know what uh, I, I guess we're we're coming up with uh, spokespeople that are very geriatric. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's that, that, yeah, that's that's what medication adherence is all about. Um, anyway, any predictions, Sudipto? I guess the only thing I would predict is probably borrow a little bit from what you said earlier is that I predict that medication adherence will become similar to the alarm clock on your phone. It'll be a little feature in a bigger ecosystem because you don't need 85 different types of alarm clocks. You just need one with some basic features and it's, it's, it's part of the continuum. Yeah. And it's part of the operating system Uh, to tie it back to, to Steve jobs. um, You know, like it's so fundamental that like it should just kind of come with your technology solution. And it's no coincidence that uh, if you download the beta for iOS 16, and you install it on your watch. Uh, we're, we're speaking in August 2022. Next month, uh, the new version of iOS comes out, and it will have medication adherence built into your health app and onto your watch. And so you can actually get these notifications as part of your operating system, which is uh, maybe where it has always belonged. Good stuff. Good to talk with you again, Sedipto. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I will set my alarm clock so that we have to do this again. <laughs> <laughs> Well, folks, that's it for this week's uh, edition of uh, Digital Health Unfiltered. We'll catch you next time. Bye. That's it for this week. Join us again next time on Digital Health Unfiltered. Please note that the views presented in this podcast are not to be construed as the views of Mount Sinai Health System or the Hospital for Special Surgery or any of its affiliates.